Hi, I'm Sean Binder. Hi, I'm Bronze Avery. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Casual Talk, Talk, a podcast that's like having an intimate conversation with close friends at a party. Each week, we'll sit down with unique guests that we find crazy interesting, pop a bottle, and cut through the small talk to get to the good shit. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. This is Casual Talk, and I am Bronze Avery. And I'm Sean Binder. And today we have the amazing, iconic, incredible songstress, video director, boss-ass bitch, Zolita. Oh, hey my God. So excited to be here. So funny story, Zolita was one of the first people I ever met when I moved to LA. And um, I was walking down the street in Echo Park and I was seeing a friend's performance. And my boyfriend thought that he was like, is that Hannah Diamond? And I was like, no, for sure it's not. I was like, absolutely not. It's not. But I know her. I was like, I've seen her face before. And then when I like, we actually came up to you. I was like, I know you, but I literally don't know where. I was like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a musician. And I'm like, you're Zolita. I was like, I just knew it immediately. I was like, I know who you are because you added my song to one of your playlists and we just like connected online. Yes. Queer love. Do you ever get the feedback that you're just like very instantly warm? Yes. Okay. I was telling Justin about this the other day and I was like, I've never gotten a single bad vibe from Zolita, which is why I love her so much. It's always good vibes every time. And I literally don't say that about almost anybody. Aww. I was like, that means a lot, we have to put that clip of like super good vibes. <laughs> super good vibes that only. So <laughs> Truly. That's but, um, you. I, I like people. I love people. And I, yeah. <laughs> I love people. <laughs> I'm just, not, I'm pretty, I think also I'm a pretty happy, I'm just a happy person. So I'm like, that's pretty yeah. fucking rare in LA, I yeah. think. I don't know. I think that's refreshing. I, I, too. I used to be like a professional sad boy and now I'm like over it. And I just want to be happy. And it's like easier have to be happy time. in LA. I feel like than other places, though. Just, just with the, I think with the nature and with the, with the sunlight. Like coming from New York, I've lived in New York for six years. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, and it took a lot more to like maintain a stasis of like, like happiness level for me there. And then here, I think, if, as long as I get out of the house and like I'm in the sunshine a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm. I'm going to be okay. I think sun is so important and underrated. Yeah. I also think not living in New York City, like, okay, I'm going to get hate for this, but like living in New York City was so hard. It was just, I had to mentally psych myself out. It was like, is someone going to jerk off at me today? Am I going to see someone like (laughs) shitting in the street? Like you have to, and you sometimes see that in LA. I can't act like that doesn't happen, but I think- Yeah, I feel like somebody jerks off on me every day. Really? I'd no. love that for you. Uh, I, I wish. wish. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that there's like a certain level of like vigilance that you have to have in New York City. Yeah, absolutely. In LA, you can just kind of chill out. Like, That's yeah. the scariest part though. Is like someone was telling me one time that LA is such like an essentially happy place. You can just get away with it mm-hmm. and not ever have with to not like, do anything. Yeah, you can yeah. kind of coast. And there's so much like free shit that you can do. You can just kind of like uh-huh. get by by just like, I don't know, like going to free events and getting free food and getting someone to pay for your dinner. And it's like, you never really figure out what the hell you're supposed to do. But in New York, it's like, that's all you're focused on. Is, you're like, grinding your to live. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. grinding and to, to live. And to make it. And yeah. everybody, everybody around you is so talented and amazing. And you have to be the best of the best to like make it in New York. So yeah. When did inspiring. you move to New York? I went to um, study film at NYU. Mm, so it's 2012. Oh and then I just left a year ago and I came back to LA. Oh, did yeah. you finish at NYU? I did finish. I didn't think I was going to because I took. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, cheers. 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 
love to cheers. Cheers. We have a running joke that gays cheers to everything. So really, here we are. <laughs> I mean, this is a good thing to cheers to. Yeah. You finished school too, right? Yeah. Where'd you go to school? Too. Editing, writing, and media, Florida State. But hey. I like walked with a book deal, so I was like, "Fuck you all," and then that didn't work out. And so. I graduated advertising slash public relations with a music minor at UCF. Fuck Ooh. yeah! But. Would I go back to college and do it again? Yes, for the experience. No, for the education. I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I was so, like, fortunate that I was able to have, like, scholarships and, like, grants yeah. to help me out. Yeah, I would do college but, so different. I would just approach it, like, as a huge networking event. Like, yes. I think I also, I would obviously go to class and, like, do the shit I, I needed to do. I would, do. like, fuck more guys than I did. Mm. Oh, for sure. I, like, miss out on that, I feel. I was such a weird, like, Grinder gay in college was I didn't get on grinder until like maybe this year. It was wow. always like me hiding my face in my photos, or, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, there's nothing to be ashamed of, but in, in college, I know because I was remember, like, you could be a model. <laughs> I think the first thing I had in college was OK Cupid. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. that was just my first oh my place, like being like lesbian, uh, just like. Yeah, meeting other women was okay, Cupid. So I wasn't out in high school, moved to New York, went to NYU, came out like my second week of freshman year, um, and then like signed up for okay, Cupid. And like that was my first time like claiming that I was, you know, that I liked girls like online. Did you know for like ever or were no. you like, did, no. That, when did you figure it out? Junior year of high school or mm-hmm. senior year even. Like I was, yeah, I was late in the game. I just thought that I was like more interested in like film and music and stuff. And I was like, it'll come later. Like, but yeah, no, when I like hooked up with guys, it was just to tell my friends that I did it and it wasn't like a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I didn't, there wasn't any like representation. Right. Could you take us back to like maybe when you started being like, oh. As I had, it's literally Glee. It was Glee. Oh, shit. It wasn't Naya okay. Rivera. It was Naya Rivera. It was Literally, Naya Rivera. I Naya Rivera was my awakening. She was my awake. I because before that, I was like, all I knew was Ellen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't look like Ellen. And I don't like girls who look like Ellen, so I'm not gay. Got it. Um, and then when I watched Glee, and it's like two hot cheerleaders they hooking really up. Were so they hot. were on. Ryan Murphy was onto something. Uh huh. Uh, apparently, Rivera. that wasn't gonna be like a storyline. Actually, originally, they I think because they were like not main they weren't lead characters in the first season um but they like people were really like started standing them or like shipping them yeah and then ryan murphy made it more of a thing oh my yeah. god so amazing. did you start watching glee and then like as a story developed you kind of like had a yeah absolutely no i was obsessed and then i started watching then i started watching just like all the um lesbian compilation videos from like any random tv show in britain or like like skins like Skins uh, is fucking love such skins. a show. Oh my gosh, I love. I but live like, for I, it. I wouldn't watch. I, I watched the whole of Skins, but there was all these other random TV shows that like would have maybe one lesbian relationship for like four episodes, and I would watch the compilation videos on YouTube of all of these different oh shows, and I still do that. Oh my god, I still do that. Atypical. Sorry. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch the whole show, but I just watched the little compilation of the lesbian relationship. Right. Like, we don't have time for the whole show. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Who was the first girl you had a crush on? Like in person, in life? Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or not. Um, Any girl. I'm trying to think. I want to know about the IRL crush. Yeah. The IRL. Because that means a okay, lot. Okay, I don't think I knew that I had a crush on her, but it was my... So I, I did a lot of photography in high school. That was like my thing. And um, 
I photographed a lot of girls and there was one girl in particular that was like my muse, I would say. I like, took lots and lots and lots of photos of her and I took her to prom also actually. And like, I, I didn't think I had a crush on her, but now I obviously realized that I did. Mm. I definitely like was very like rejected. You know, I didn't want to be a creep also. I you felt like- You rejected? She was like, no. No, I felt, re- oh, I, 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 no, no, I, I rejected that idea. Oh, of like, okay. Yeah, because also I just, at the time I was like, oh my God, if anybody thinks that I like feel that way about them, they're not gonna want me to photograph them. Yeah, I didn't want to be pervy. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be like fucking Terry Richardson, like shit. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay, yeah. just having you sit across from me makes me so sad to think that like, <laughs> people would think you're creepy. I am not, not, not creepy. But also sleep, It's like, it was a tough, because also sleepovers too. I was like, oh, I don't like, people are gonna not want to have sleepovers with me anymore if I tell them that I like girls and so yeah. So I didn't, so I waited until freshman year of college. Cause I was like, when I go to New York, everyone's gonna be gay. So it's gonna be fine. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> is gay. And that was true. <laughs> I had the same thought when I went into college. I was like, wow. Cause I was out really early. I was like, I was yeah. claiming I was bisexual when I was in like seventh grade, but I wasn't, I was just yeah. gay. And then when I was in ninth grade, I like, try to date this guy and we only dated for like two weeks and he was like I can't date you unless you're like 100% gay what the and I fuck? was like 100% you know what you're right I, I I I think I am and like little did I know he like helped me understand Aww. that I actually was gay but I was like great I am gay and then I all my friends knew and everything so I was like kind of out essentially quote unquote early but what grade wait what Freshman year of high school. Wow. Can you believe? Yeah. I can't. It took me a really long time to like fully be out. But then I, when I did, it was like writing essays about railing lines off of dicks. So I think that like <laughs> I had no in between. Right. Well, wow. I mean like you have to do what you have to do to right. survive. And sometimes writing about it really helps you do it. Or doing coke off dicks, I guess. <laughs> so. Okay, Sorry, Mom. so Zalita, what was the highlight of your week? Like, what did you do this week that you were like, this is the best thing I did all week? Highlight of my week? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because today is Friday. Um, <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. Well, I guess a par- I guess looking for new places. That's like been a highlight. It's been, it's so fun. Looking, I looked at like nine places on Monday. Oh my God, that's actually kind of a lot yeah. on one day. And like just <laughs> Damn picturing bit. your, so yeah, much. it was a lot. Picturing yourself in a place and like in a new neighborhood and like seeing the spots and like, is this going to be my new world? <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Even if it's like, ah, uh, no, like, like, I'm, you know, 10 minutes later, like, ah, uh, uh, like, no, no, no. But um, yeah, that was really fun. Did it's you fun. Did you by to, yourself or did you have somebody accompany with you on all nine places? Uh, I went with Milo all nine places. Yes. <gasps> oh my God. We Cutie. love Milo. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's like, yeah, we, we added each other He's on gonna co-star be such and we're a all good smiley faces. Movie. Milo, if you're listening. If you're listening, we love Milo. you. We love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sean? What was like the highlight of your week? Uh, my highlight of my week was probably, so Bronze has been helping me decorate my apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came over recently, like it had been a few weeks and he really like helped me art direct this entire fucking apartment and uh he looked at my bedroom and he gave me a suggestion of how i can like move my bed and i can move like my sitting chair yeah this is my girl right here so good (laughs) he's so good and he was like he's always really gentle with me i think that you're like my best friend because you give really great advice without being ever pushy and you were just like 
you were like, babe, this looks amazing. But what if you just like put this hair and you're there? And I did it that night. And did I, it feel good or did it feel whack? Oh my, I read for a whole hour in this chair and I read this like, like new Stephen King book that I bought. And you um, creep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like felt really like at peace. And another highlight, not to like do two, is have you ever heard of Notion? No. Notion is this app that you, we live off of yeah. Notion. It's basically like a project management app. So it's like basically like a blank. I'm at, okay, so <clears throat> Notion, if you're listening to this, you should sponsor this because honestly, I'm about to really sell it to you. Notion is a beautiful blank canvas where you can create your own anything. You want recipes from your kitchen in an organized fashion? Notion can do that for you. You work at an ad agency and you need everybody to be on the same page with a task? Notion can do that for you. If you have a podcast and you need to organize your guest and learn more information about your guest and have a to-do list, Notion can do that oh. for you. It can do anything. I'm sold. Notion can literally clean I'm gonna your house. I'm going to download that. Notion, it's free. <laughs> it's free. Notion can clean your house. It can jack you <laughs> off at night. It can give you a shower. It can give you cold medicine. It'll it can tell you, you when you're beautiful yes. even when you might not. If you're not oh. feeling pretty, Notion's going to say, girl, you look good as hell today. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you should get it. It's really amazing yeah. and perfect and great. I use it for my regular today. But basically... Like a year ago, I had made all these like goals for the year. And I was like, I'm going to hit all these. And I hadn't looked at it in a really long time. And I hit all of them. It was like, um, oh. it was like quit smoking completely. Did it. Pay $10,000 off on my student loans. Did it. It was like, um, like become full-time permalands. Direct two music videos. I directed seven. Wow. Wow. Congrats. So I think the highlight was just being like, oh, Fulfilling God. Fulfilling your goals. I guess I'm that bitch. So thank you, Notion, so for exciting. that. Um, what about you, babe? My highlight of the week is two things. One, it's doing this podcast. I feel like it's a highlight of my week. Mm -hmm. Because I've been looking, because... Um, if you don't know, if you're listening, I am a recording artist. So that's like my main squeeze. And I also own like an agency called Delilah Pistol. And that's my other main squeeze. But I've been feeling creatively like not stuck, but I've been like, I just released an EP. So I'm like, great. Everybody has this shit. And now I'm just like hibernating. And I'm like, I want to do something like a little bit different that takes my mind off of music because I focus on music 28 eight or something or 25 eight is what they say like when it's like a little bit extra than 24 7 you really do i really do i live breathe music which i it's my passion i love it but i'm like i want to i want to do something like a little bit different so like mm -hmm. this is a highlight for me speaking of music the high, other highlight is like last night and today i was able to like knock out three demos which is kind of a lot for me and like one day versus like even a fucking month i feel like sometimes it takes me a long time to yeah. like get stuff because i produce a lot of my own stuff too so i feel like i've been like the highlight of my week honestly besides this podcast is realizing that i'm a pretty good producer and like, i'm just getting better at it as i go along and i feel confident in it that's so sick are you self are you self-taught literally <laughs> i fucking wish i had a mentor but i'm completely self-taught what do you work do you work on logic amazing right here uh we love you, Logic. We love you. I'm looking we at the computer you, screen. I'm like, we love you, Logic. I <laughs> personally oh, feel like I've had such a good day meeting Zolita and meeting I like know. our other guests. Wait, is this your first time meeting? This is our first, first time, time ever meeting. 
But like only good vibes. Good vibes only. Ooh. Super good vibes only. Super good vibes. Good motherfucking vibes only. Super good vibes only. But I honestly haven't met someone through bronze that I haven't liked, which is kind of like a good barometer of Testament like. Testament to, yeah. If I can if fuck I with someone. If I don't like them, just don't even try to yeah, get them. Yeah, <laughs> But like, I, that's kind of how it should sort of be. When you have life. a best friend, you like, should, yeah. But also yeah. like just like friends in general. Like yeah. I don't think that I would like bring people around. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a hard thing about growing up is like you do realize that there are certain friends that you're like, you're just for me. Yeah. Like you're like this one that's actually specific so true. type of person for me. And like I don't, yeah. I don't know. And no, I think that's absolutely. Like, do you have any friends? Like you don't have Yeah. To no, yeah, no. I for sure have also because I like see the best in everybody all the time. So mm-hmm. I for sure have people in my life that maybe don't fit in at all with like you know a group with my bigger group of friends yeah um but that i love and cherish and like see the best in so as an nyu film student um i'm not looking for any crazy like you don't have to impress me i'm just like curious (laughs) i'm just like wondering what your inspirations are yeah because i find the way that you make music so unique and interesting. It is literally so Thank incredibly you. unique. I literally am okay. <laughs> so just the fact that you like are thinking visually before anything else, I think yeah. is like is connecting to what I do and like what I like to do. So. Yeah. Um okay, so favorite favorite films, like inspiration. Yeah, that wasn't uh, really David a direct Lynch. question. I love David Lynch. Oh my fuck. Mulholland Drive is like my always I reference it on every treatment I write. This is such a great moment for Excuse Sean me, because I don't like know Stan. shit about movies, <laughs> oh, film, shit. nothing. Like, I don't know anything. So yeah. like, I'm just going to sit back and like Zolita <laughs> is cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I literally, every treatment, every treatment I've ever written, it's like Mulholland Drive meets blah, blah, blah. Mulholland yes. Drive meets blah, blah, blah. Always Mulholland Drive. Because it's like just so disjointed, which is like music videos can be disjointed. They don't have to be super narrative. And like Mulholland Drive is a narrative, but it's, fucking disjointed and you have to make your own you know you have to like come up with your own conclusions which I love please keep talking I'm obsessed yeah. with you like oh, what yeah. are you what like what films did you like watch growing up like who what are other inspirations films? Black Swan made me want to be maybe want to go to NYU Black Swan is I've yeah. never seen it to be honest so I'm just you gonna stop. watch it you would I've love seen it, it like 20 times I, everyone has told me they're like Black Swan is your movie, and I'm I like just so nervous much. to watch it. I love psychological shit, and I love like yeah, just the idea of like the perfectionist. I'm the Mila Kunis to his Natalie Portman. Oh my god! Like if you had you to have like to describe watch it, it. You have to watch Natalie it Portman is she like a boss ass bitch in this movie? Is she like crazy? She's crazy. She's crazy. She's crazy. Okay, yeah, I am Natalie Portman. But she's probably like, then <laughs> she holds herself to the highest standard. Me, okay. Yeah. Mila Kunis is just like. I just want to be included. And she's like, let's do okay. Molly. Like, <laughs> she is. She is like, I just want are to you Molly. rolling? She was like, are you rolling like me? Yeah. Let's make out. And like, they Honestly, do. Is a yeah, hot, right? That's, that makeout scene. Woo. Woo. Fire. Okay. What is the hottest lesbian scene in a movie that you can remember? Because. Oh. Honestly. Oh, well, Jennifer's body. Oh, yeah. I love, I love that scene. That fucking movie is beyond I've time. played that before to, with, like, someone I was, like, going to hook up with. We, like, were in my bed or something. And I, like, played Jennifer's body, like, makeup. We were looking at different, like, scenes or something. And I played that. And, like, that's what, like, instigated the makeup. Yes. Oh, my God. That is such a thing is, like, figuring out what is going to instigate yeah. the makeup. Yeah. I feel like so I've gotten, true. like, 
fairly good in my life at being like, if I play this song, yeah, or if I like do this move, like we will make out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like also being like slightly a little bit aggressive. I mean, like, as, do you guys have I'm, a signature yeah. move? Um, not really. I think I've become. I feel like better I would at- just want to kiss you. I feel like I wouldn't have to like fall into a like a like a coercing or anything. I'd just be like, okay, yeah, let's go. I, for I it. think it's just the like pause in conversation, and you're looking at each other's eyes, and then you just go for it. The pause in the conversation. It's the pause is in conversation. Crucial. You got to just use it to your advantage. That yeah. pause. Because if the pause happens and they like, turn around or say something awkward, you know it's like okay, you got to like it's a no go. Yeah. But if they, it's a pause and it's just a pause, and you're, and you're looking. looking at each other, I don't to- always know about the like if they look away because as someone, because you feel anxious. like you look away because I'm always the one that looks away or like <laughs> makes it weird. But it's not because I don't want it. Yeah, it's not because I don't want it. Yeah. It's you just feel because I feel nervous. Yeah, Aww. that's me. It's not because I don't want your lips <laughs> on my lips. It's because I'm nervous. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys find that you usually? Um, make the first move or yeah absolutely yeah like literally absolutely I feel like I'm always making the first move <laughs> yeah I mean it's not a bad thing I just feel like that's just how it is I'm opposite <laughs> <I just laughs> really I let it happen and if it happens like I'm super stoked about it and if I don't then yeah what about you I always make the first move I love that. What's your move? I kind of wish I didn't, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want, I would like for other people to be Wait, more dominant. What is your sign? Are you a Virgo? I'm a Libra. Libra. Um, yeah. That's pretty close. Oh my God. I'm yeah. the first day of Libra, so I'm like. A cusp? A cusp, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm Scorpio, so it's just yeah. like. Full <laughs> What's your sign? I'm a Cancer. Oh, love Cancers. No, I don't think anybody dislikes Cancers. I feel like everyone loves Cancers. Cancers are so warm and cozy. Like, They're just the best. best. Sign. The yeah. best. Like a sweater. <laughs> like a sweater. <laughs> really soft one. <laughs> okay, Zulia, so I'm about to get into some questions that hopefully you've never been asked before. And we both Love have a, a set. Yeah. So the first one is, have you ever tried to live up to an expectation set by your parents? Um, yes. For my mom, it's like physical expectations. Your mom, wait, for my memory, your mom is a model? She could have been. She's like six foot one, but she's and beautiful, but she is a designer, clothing designer. Yes. I knew it was yeah. something fashion related, yeah. but I couldn't remember like what it was. But yeah, I mean, aesthetic, obviously she's a designer. So like mm-hmm. aesthetic is so important um, in our household. And it was like growing up. And so like I couldn't wear like fun, like limited to shit. She would put me in like a really nice you know, I, I, everything. This is me to my child. <laughs> yeah. It is. But I wanted to have fun and wear like the monkey t-shirt, you know? Damn, I got to loosen up or my kid's going to be unhappy. Yeah. No, you're Being fine. You're so letting hard. me let be them, who you know, I want to be. Let them find their own self-expression. Yeah, I really and, like, do agree. Yeah, so I think physical expectations for my mom and also just my whole family in Denmark. And it's, yeah, being thin is very important and right. all that. Um, and then from my dad, my dad is... I just want to make him proud. That's it. Like he's the sickest Aww. person ever. He literally, I could say like, dad, I'm on, I want to be an astronaut. I'm dropping everything. And he'd be like, you can do it. Amazing. Like he just believes in me uh, so much. That's also me as a parent. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's like. I feel like I'm your parents. Oh, <laughs> you are both of them combined. You are actually their baby. <laughs> oh my God. You're actually their child. <laughs> Maybe we're related. Who knows? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, is there any movie that you remember making you feel extremely uncomfortable growing up? Extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
13 and Requiem for a Dream both made me really uncomfortable, but I love, I watched them like all the time though. Why did they make you uncomfortable? Because it made the, the idea of drugs, I think. It's still, when I see like people spiraling on drugs in movies, like I get like this crazy full body, just like anxiety. Low, yo, literally me. Yeah. Like I can't watch. So we've been I trying have, to watch Euphoria. I can't okay, do but it. I loved, but I loved, I loved Euphoria. So I so far, I mean, I've uh, <clears throat> I've ruined everything for him. So no, you haven't ruined every anything <laughs> for me. But I feel like I just can't watch drugs on screen. It just, it's hard. It's not even if someone told me in person, they're like, I don't know. Whenever someone's telling me like a drug story or like a crazy trip, I it's not that I judge them or anything like you that. You just get kind of like I I just get tingly. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I just it's just not for me. So I just feel like I don't know. It just makes me like uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable that they are doing it. If that makes sense, but it just like the thought of me going through that makes me uncomfortable. Exactly. I hundred yeah. percent like agree with everything you just said because you're friends with me and like everything I've told you has never deterred you from being my friend. No, like I don't care if you do drugs. I mean, I do feel like it's I don't like do drugs your anymore, life. <laughs> it's like everyone in the audience, I don't do drugs. I don't do drugs anymore, but I did. Um, and so... I don't... Ju- like I'm not a judgmental person in the yeah. least bit. I mean, like I would want you to get help if you were like going through something really serious. Yeah. But it's more so just for me. Like I've never... Like stuff like that just makes me feel like Whoa, like, I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel a little uncomfortable. I don't know if it's my Christian upbringing or whatever, but I smoke, like, weed. Smoke weed every day. Like, I smoke weed crazy amounts of weed every day, so whatever. <laughs> I personally remember being really, really uncomfortable watching Queer Eye for the Straight... No, not Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, or fucking Queerest Folk. Okay, I've yeah. never seen that. Mm. Um, because there's this, like, one couple in particular who's, like, hyper-sexualized in, yeah. like, most of the series. And I just remember, like, that was my first experience seeing, like, a gay couple and being like, okay, so I should be ready to be fucked at any moment Damn. with a guy. Like, yeah. that's what it should be That was like. your idea of what? And I think, like, to this day, it fucks me up because it's just it like, does. should I be ready to be fucked at any moment? Only if it's you like, want wow. to. That's yeah. how I am. But, like, you don't have to be like that. That's the beauty of it is you can just, like... I don't really think that, like, I think that, like, um, for as... <laughs> I am. <laughs> I just, like, so silently, like, I am. I think, like, as as much as, like, I want to be progressive and cool, I think there's, like, a lot of, like, queer media that has affected me still. Mm. So. Yeah, you know, I, I really do believe in, like, I feel like porn should really not be just the snippets. I mm-hmm. really feel like there's such a beautiful moment before sex happens where it's like people are like engaging in conversation or just like even just like making out or like there's you know what's missing in porn is the consent it's like oh like let's go like is this feel good like is this okay like Mm -hmm. putting on the con like whatever i feel like that's so missing in like porn so like all people see is the actual fucking so they feel like that's what happens yeah that's what we should do it's like, no, there's, like, a beautiful moment where it's, like, is this okay? Like, what are you comfortable with? Like, and even, like, throughout the process, like, consent is the whole way through. It's, like, and it doesn't have to be, like, a weird, like, is it okay if I touch your butthole? Yeah. It's just, like, it just feel good. Like, it's, you feel, do you, like, you know, it's just, like, a natural, fluid, beautiful thing. And 100%. it's just. 100%. There's a sexy way to do it. Are you exhausted yeah. looking at like lesbian porn where it's just like like what a straight guy yeah, would imagine two porn. ladies fucking I've never looking watched like I don't really watch a lot of lesbian I don't really watch lesbian I lesbian porn very much actually. Okay, good. Okay, great. Well, yeah. I like just because I think and I have found that I found this with other lesbians like I watch straight porn. 
mm-hmm. a lot because I don't know why. A lot of other lesbians do too, though, because I think when you watch lesbian, and a lot of straight girls watch lesbian porn. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the biggest consumers of lesbian porn are straight women. You know, I a big consumer that. of gay porn is actually straight women as well. Straight, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I think as a lesbian, like watching lesbian porn, you could just see past like how fake it is, I guess. And like mm-hmm. you, you just judge it more harshly and you're like, oh my God, that wouldn't happen or that's like what? Um, but then I guess straight porn, maybe I'm identifying. I like like POV also because then I'm like yeah. identifying with the, with the guy fucking the girl. Yeah. yeah. No, you I know. get that. I've never watched straight porn, like really watched it or lesbian porn. So I yeah. really don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've barely watched porn. I feel like I started watching porn within the last like, yeah, year. Yeah, your mind honestly is like the, that's where all of the I will. <laughs> I will only watch straight porn if it's like um, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Like they're together? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I think that he's like more tender and he's like gentle to her. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I th- think there's still something like obviously gorgeous about the female anatomy. Like, I don't know. As a gay man, I'm still very attracted to women. That is so beautiful. I'm like yeah. 0% attracted to women. <laughs> no, like but I, I think love looking at women and being like, I wish I could kiss her right now because I just like oh want to like kiss her. Aww. Um, but like it can't be any sort of like slapping or choking shit yeah. unless she seems really into it. Yeah. I love that actually. It's so beautiful. But... I don't know how we got on this, but... Uh. <laughs> okay, so, Zolito, what do you feel like was a m- very memorable turning point in your life where you were like, whoa, th- I'm this happened and my whole life changed because of it? When I put out my first music video, Explosion, so I didn't think I was going to, like... I-, I didn't think I was going to do music professionally at all. That wasn't my goal. Um, and I was going to NYU, but I wanted to make music videos and there was nobody really to make them for. Uh... And I wrote that song explosion on my guitar and like I got it produced by somebody and um, I was in like intermediate experimental class and basically for my like final project, I made explosion and I put it online, not expecting anything. Like I didn't have a YouTube following at all. I didn't have anything. And um, I got really lucky that it started being played as a suggested video after Haley Kiyoko's video, Girls Like Girls. Oh my God, that's, and I love that video. That's such a good suggested, it's such a moment. (laughs) And that video was going crazy. And then also there's a bunch of like queer female videos that were all coming up together. Like Gia's Only a Girl was same time. All the Um, same time. Ghost by Halsey, same time. Like they all were just being suggested after each other and like helping each other grow. Um, And yeah, and still that's my most, I think it's like 16 million views or something. Whoa! What the fuck? Yeah. Amazing. So that popped off. So, but it was really like reading the comments um, and seeing all of the people like relating to that story. And the so it was about being in love with your best friend. Mm. And um, I remember you talked about this at your yeah. show. And as a queer person, that's like a very universal experience, which Absolutely. I didn't know at the time. But um, when I recorded it, but um, yeah, so just seeing people like come together in the comments. And, uh, yeah, it made me feel like, oh, this is actually, this is my purpose and this is what I want to do. Um, and I want to be like that representation that I didn't have, which is like such a common, yeah. I think that's also such for queer people in general, like queer artists, um, a lot of them will say that same thing of like, I want to be the representation that like I didn't have. Oh my God. I say this all the time. I'm sure you feel that way. As a queer artist, it's just like, I didn't realize it because I did not get into the gig to be a queer artist. It's like most people don't. 
And I was just like making music, like doing my thing. And then you see once I started identifying to you. Literally, yes. Like once I started identifying with the queer community, like I realized like that was essentially my fan base. Yeah. And like quote unquote fan base, like they're just whatever. But it's just like they understand the same things that we do. Mm-hmm. They just like appreciate the music more because the perspective that I and that we write from is just so honest and it's like there was no queer like when I was growing up there was no queer yeah. person to look up to there was Simon Curtis who is now my friend but that was like the oh, only yeah. that was the only queer artist I really knew fuck and like maybe George Michael you know what I mean like I didn't know any queer people like yeah. in music I just like loved the Pisquet Dolls and Gwen Stefani and like that was it but I was like, now I feel like I'm making music that maybe like younger people, even if they're not commenting or whatever, yeah. they might be like passively listening. Like, oh, there's, or whoever, there's like so many more queer artists where it's like yeah. they can relate to our experience. It's just so like. It's just, yeah, amazing. it's making everything more regular too. And it's also like mm-hmm. affirming, it's life affirming and just, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If like, you don't relate to my message, you'll relate to like somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more options now. I love that you're recognizing that there are other perspectives of queer artists that people can listen to. For sure. Like, you know, I have one perspective and like Milo has a completely different one. Vincent has a different one. Miss Benny has a completely different one. Yeah, that's one. the There doesn't have to be one. I feel like with queer artists, you, you tend to like pit yourself against each other because you're like, oh, yeah, there can only be one. But it's like, what? Like, there's so many straight. There's so many. There's right. so many straight artists. Like, there should be like a, so many queer artists. I, I just remember coming up on a time when like, Anyone would pay me so much money to write about being gay. And I almost like Not really anymore. respect. <laughs> yeah, no. I love that but like people good. are like, we want more now. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it was like it was so enough to just be like, I'm gay. Like and like you get paid three hundred dollars an article, and now it's like, what else do you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's to me exciting as a writer, as like a creator, just it's like cool, now we're past this, like, what the fuck else do we have? Mm -hmm. And there's so many different voices. Um, Do you have an experience texting someone that you shouldn't have texted where, like, you maybe, like, sent the wrong text, it was to the wrong person, it was to the wrong group chain, but it was, like, anything, like, what... What was that experience texting someone that was not supposed to receive that message? Um, so I had screened, this is like such a classic one, but <laughs> screenshotted, like I was in a fight with my ex-girlfriend. This is like one of my, one of the first girlfriends, um, which the fight was fucked up. Basically, like I sent a nude. This is really sad. This is my first nude experience. I sent a nude and her response was, isn't your mom downstairs? <gasps> What? Yeah. Because what I was home for winter break. And I was like pissed, obviously. And then she's like, well, like, what do you expect? Like, it was unsolicited. But wait, this is and your I was girlfriend? Like, well, it, was my, it was my girlfriend. So I was Ew. upset. So I was like, obviously, like, picked a fight with her. And I was screenshotting them to send to my best friend. And I sent those messages back to, to her. Fuck. And she's like, she's like, and yeah. She's like, yeah, I know what I said. And then I said, <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> Said to her, and this, I yeah, had such I a good, I, I had such a good cover up because I was like in a spot with no ser- with like bad service. I was like, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you're getting the messages because like I don't have good service. Like, yes, oh, yes queen. Yeah, that's yeah. Literally, that is you. That's happened to me one time, and I was just literally was the same fucking response. Yeah. I was like, I'm just like resending it to you so you fucking understand like, like <laughs> how whack you sound right now. 
What did she say to it? Was she just uh, like, did she believe no, it? I, no, I'm sure she didn't. I'm sure she didn't. But fuck, we all do it. We all screenshot. We all do that shit. We all do that shit. I had an experience where this guy, um, he's like a YouTuber couple, and uh, he basically was asking me if he could crash on my couch with me and my boyfriend for like two weeks. Fuck, something like that is so bad to get caught. And it was like a really bad situation, so I feel bad. Um, But (laughs) I ended up sending him back the like screenshots of the messages. What I thought was to my boyfriend at the time. And all it said was, LOL, it's here for real. But that's all you need to like feel embarrassed. Oh, and he said, "No, I guess I'm not for real." Oh, he's fine. It's fine. We're like God. still buddies. It's God. all good. But that like, that would hurt my soul. I know. But that's like so embarrassing. <laughs> like, fuck. Also, is your mom downstairs? Is, is your mom such downstairs? a rude response to a nude? I put like, so much thought into that nude too. It was like my first. Don't know? okay, I, but like, can we all just say like going home for the holiday nudes are the best ones? Yeah, right. They're the best. <laughs> I always do them. Like when I'm back home, I'm like the hol- whatever. Home like the you know, I'm like you know, yeah, keep you waiting. You literally, it's like a nice like like check in with it's yourself. It's a new environment. It's not the same bathroom that you always take nudes in. It's like a little bit different. You're like, hey, but it is the environment that you wish you were taking nudes in. Mm-hmm. I agree, because like I don't know. Yeah. I made a clone of Willie in my parents' bathroom. Oh my last God, wow. time I was home for the holidays. You made it look of your penis. No, of. Of Jared. Jared's. Did Jared come back with you to, for, to like visit your parents? Yeah, they loved him. Of course. But we made a clone of Willie. They always Oh my God. It was, he like made them breakfast. Like he was like Aww. a very, very, your very curious. like, Jared, he's just like a very, like who could not love him? Like when Jared's a him. baby angel. Like he he's really just is misguided in life. <laughs> I didn't say that. I will so say. So lead up. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather... Never be able to get your point across completely or always have to tell the detailed truth. Um, always have to tell the detailed truth. I feel like that is exactly what I thought you would say. Because I'm an open book to like my detriment. I tell everybody everything and I, I'm just like, oh my God, one day. If, if one day, <laughs> not one if, day. not if, when I am, when my shit's blowing up, um, people are going to dig up all kinds of, I don't know. People are going to say shit about my mm-hmm. life because I tell everybody everything. Because that's my way, of feeling the close. Same way. It's my way of feeling close to somebody. I'm like, yes. let me tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. You know. I'm an open book, but I'm a Scorpio. So like I keep something yeah, secret yeah, yeah. on purpose, but I like generally do the give up the goods. Mm-hmm. I'm like bad at keeping like other secrets and stuff like that. But I feel like I agree with you. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I would rather just tell the truth and just be yeah. honest than like, Never be able. I would feel so pained to not get my point across. If people always just like misread what you were doing, I would. Like, it would hurt me so yeah. much. I feel. Oh my god! I think that would actually be my nightmare. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nightmare. Do you remember the first fight you ever got in with a friend that like really shook you? Where you're like, "Fuck, that with, changed us." With a friend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a girl. Um, friend fights, I think, are the hardest ones. Yeah. No. Okay. So my, I have my best friend in the whole world, our moms have been best friends since they were 18. So she's like my sister. Yeah. Um, and we had never, we have the kind of relationship where we like never really fight, but like, so we hold in stuff. 
Um, so think of like 21 years worth of holding in stuff. And we lived together at that point um, in New York. She moved to New York as well. I'd fight. I think I would too. <laughs> Living to, yeah. And, and uh, we had, we finally had our first like big blow up fight and it felt like a hot air balloon being popped. Just like 21 years of, just like, also our mom's relationship. Like right. built, like everything just like built up. That was, yeah, the, the biggest, that was like one of the most painful fights ever. Oh my God. Are you still friends? Yeah. Best friend in the whole world. That, no, it, it was good. It was a good thing. That's how you know Zolita is that girl. The one. Yeah, because she like literally is describing this like blowout fight and she's like, yeah, we're still friends. Of course, because that's how it is sometimes. I'm always, and I'm always, yeah, you need, we needed, I mean, we needed that fight. I you feel do like need you fights. Need a fight. You so do. Yeah. Sometimes you have to fucking fight. Because shit you build up and then you talk to other people about it and you're never going to talk to them about it and then you just need to... You need that fight yeah. or that weird moment where you're just like, I fucked up or whatever mm-hmm. just to like really solidify like how much that friendship actually means yeah. to you. Yeah, and it'll only help, hopefully it'll only help the friendship and make it even, take it to another level, you know? I agree. Aww. Yeah. Do you feel like it helped the friendship in the end? Absolutely. It just deep, it just made it, it deepened it, took it to a different chapter, mm-hmm. you know? So before we like leave this whole question realm, yeah. um, I just want to know more about this concept album they have coming out, like who inspired it? Like what's going on with that? Like, um, so I was in a relationship with someone for two years, my longest relationship mm-hmm. and um, my most serious one. And basically I found out that they had been cheating throughout the whole relationship. So like shifted my whole entire, I just like, that was a big like life changing moment. Um, and I wrote Truth Tea and released that. Yes, I was like, I know this is about Truth Tea. <laughs> so Truth Tea was like my immediate reaction to that situation. Like obviously anger and rage. And like, I'm such a nice, forgiving person. I'm usually never, I would never do, I never do anything bad. So I like needed to do that for myself. I needed to like put out this like really, dis- it was a diss track. And it, like I named some of the people in it. Yeah. So I needed to do that for myself because I'm such a Libra and I like, always just take a step back. I'm like, okay, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I forgive you. Um, but so that was the most, like, literal uh, kind of explanation of that story. Um, but I wanted to get a little bit deeper of the whole entire relationship. So evil, it's called Evil Angel. And it's about a relationship with somebody, um, with a sociopath. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the beginning to the end, though, and, like, the nuances of it, and, like, the good parts, too, and, you know, because it obviously wasn't all bad for two years, because otherwise I wouldn't have been in it for two years. So, um, yeah, so beginning to end, and, like, middle, when you're realizing that person's probably not a good person, but you're still, like, really drawn to them, and, yeah. I've been obsessed with you for this whole conversation, but what I really loved, <laughs> what I really loved is just you being like, uh, I obviously wasn't upset that entire two years. Yeah. I think that like when people go through breakups, they tend to villainize. Someone yeah. Because it's so easy. But like, I don't know. I love that you were just like, this is what happened yeah. in this last like chunk of time. And like, I still care about this person for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I think that like, that's so important. Yeah. Like, I really think that's, like, really important to people to hear because I think, like, this dichotomy that we have about approaching exes, it's mm-hmm. like, I love them or I hate them is so stupid. And it's like, you can learn so much from an ex. Yeah. I oh agree. My God. Which leads me to my next question. <laughs> what is the most positive thing that you've learned from an ex? I think 
this kind of ties back to the last thing you were saying, like everybody's doing the best they can. I think my, yeah, I think everyone's doing the best they can. Like my last ex, um, how do I word this? She like loved me in the way that she knew how to. It wasn't enough for me, mm-hmm. but she knew how to, she loved me in the way that she could at that time. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I had to make the decision that like, okay, that's not what I want, but that's what you can give me in the moment. It's not, it doesn't make her a bad person. Right. Um, so I think learning that people, everyone's, if you approach, obviously maybe, maybe not everyone's doing the best they can, but if you approach life that way, it makes you feel less of a victim. Cause you're like, everybody's trying their best. Like no one's out to get me, you know? I'm obsessed with Selita. I know. I've like, told you like the graciousness. She's, the she's literally so <laughs> transcendent. I love her. <laughs> I'm obsessed um, with you guys. I just really appreciate your fucking time. Um, is that it for us? Our, our questions? I think. I I'm don't know. Like, do you have any more? No. I think I like. Did you finish? Okay. I have one more then. Okay. Go. <laughs> <clears throat> You've been given $500,000 to start a business, but your business has to appeal to children from the ages 8 to 12. What would you create? Appeal to children from 8 to 12? Mm-hmm. It's a very specific question. You get $500,000. Uh-huh. You can make any business you want, but it has to, it's like four kids from 8 to 12. Yeah. Like what business would you make for kids from that age? Um, well, it definitely would be some kind of visual, like TV show, maybe like a production company that does um, TV shows for that age group. That mm, that's a good idea. shows like queer people in like a PG, like just very wholesome way, maybe. That's actually, <sighs> this is what we needed. Love it. This is what we need. We yeah. actually need this. Yeah. It is queer people, not sexualized, living just living their life. Yeah. You know who does a good job of this is High School Musical, the musical, yes. the series. Yeah. Oh, it just, did it just come out? It just came out. It's actually okay. so good. But the main character who's like essentially trying to like play Gabrielle in the play, her parents are both lesbians. Oh my God. But it's very like not a big deal. It's just like, oh, they're there. They're it's very, yeah. there's two, two moms. moms. One time, like the guy that she was like kind of talking to or whatever, like came downstairs in a pride shirt and it was like his mom, like her mom's shirt, like he was staying over or something. Yeah. And she was just like, it was just cute. It was That's just so, so very low key, that. like not. They were just like parents. It mm-hmm. was not sexualized. It was just very just like we're lesbians. I love that. I feel like that's <laughs> happening a little bit more in, in media. Like, did you see Bombshell yet? No, no but I, I heard it's so you. good. So there's this moment, Kate McKinnon and um, Margot Robbie, like the hookup, but they don't even, you don't even see the hookup, but it's implied, but it's just like kind of in there and it's like adds to the depth to the layers of the, of the story, but it doesn't show the hookup at all. That's but it's beautiful. like, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool to see like just queer, like small queer storylines even interjected, and like it makes it more, more casual, and it's like more regular. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm ready that. for these more like queer, queer lady centric like storylines to be. I don't think that gay men have fully had their moment, like yet. But neither have queer women. Neither, like, absolutely not have queer women <laughs> mm-hmm. yet. So. We all need a moment. Especially in a, a non-sexualized moment. way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe they've had a moment as like in a sexualized. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for just like, sure. But like just in a real Directed authentic. Directed by men. Yes. In like an authentic way. It just hasn't been there yet. Yeah. People like Zalita are out here changing that. Woo. 
I think I made a new best friend tonight. I know, right? What the hell? I love her. I, love you. I literally am obsessed. Should we cheers? Okay, cheers. Let's cheers. <laughs> Hear the clinks, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> Zolita, where can we find you? So I'm at Zolita on Instagram and at Zolita Music, I think, on YouTube. And then Zolita on Spotify. Everything's Zolita. Zolita wow. with a Z. We got that branding on check. <laughs> and you can find us at Casual Talk Co. on Instagram and Twitter. And our website is casual-talk.com. And if you like the casual talk, like, comment, subscribe, and leave us a review. Yeah, it better be nice or I'm going to literally personally come to your house and do the unquestionable <laughs> or unmentionable is what they say. Um, Just kidding, because I don't want to get sued. I just kind of like, we're done now. Like, but I just feel like I want to know a little bit more about your project. So, like, if you can sprinkle that in yeah. there. And everybody, <coughs> thank you so much for listening. Tune in. We love you. Bye. <laughs> it was so Bye. rude. <laughs> Bye. We love you. Bye. Goodbye. See you later. Get off of here. <laughs>